Hello, this is Supriti from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Thursday, the 22nd of July. It's day 507 since the coronavirus pandemic began and India reported 41,383 new cases in the last 24 hours. The country's tally now stands at over 3.12 crores. The Ministry of Health said that 507 people lost their lives to the virus since yesterday, which takes the death toll to 4,18,987. 70% of these deaths, according to the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, are due to comorbidities. Yesterday, Manish Sisodia, Delhi's Deputy Chief Minister, responded to Union Minister of State for Health and Family Welfare, Bharati Praveen Pawar's claim in the Rajya Sabha that no deaths due to lack of oxygen had been specifically reported by the states and union territories. He blamed the centre entirely for the missing data, adding that the Delhi government did not have records of such deaths because the centre did not allow it to form a committee to look into these claims by patients' families and doctors. Pawar's claim of no oxygen deaths in the Upper House of Parliament is especially shocking since there were at least two major cases of oxygen shortage in Delhi. At Jaipur Golden Hospital, where 21 people died on April 23rd, and at Batra Hospital, where 12 people died on May 1st. However, Indian Express reported today that in the Jaipur Golden Hospital case, where a four-member committee was formed to look into the deaths, the committee underlined the challenges in categorizing a casualty as an oxygen death. It thus concluded that since hospital records do not indicate any shortage of oxygen, it could not be ascertained as the cause of death. A source told the publication that no doctors or hospital would mention in a patient's death summary that they died because the hospital had run out of oxygen, as this would open the hospital up to claims of medical negligence and the medical license could be cancelled. The source added, and I quote, It is for the government to look at the oxygen availability and delivery logs and the calls regarding oxygen shortage made by the hospitals and messages sent on the status of oxygen availability. To say that there was no death in Delhi because of the lack of oxygen is like saying that doctors, nurses, patients and their families are all lying. The excitement for Tokyo Olympics witnessed another blow yesterday as Tokyo's COVID-19 infections surged to a six-month high. The Olympic host city logged 1,832 new cases just two days before the Games opened. Globally, the coronavirus disease has infected more than 191.9 million people and killed over 4.12 million. A fortnight before the word Pegasus transformed from a harmless mythical creature to insidious software that threatens our privacy, Israel's NSO group had revealed in its Transparency and Responsibility report that the customers for Pegasus are states and state agencies, who may be tempted to limit fundamental freedoms, Indian Express reported today. The document had been prepared on June 30th, and it identified the potential misuse of NSO Group spyware against politicians, NGOs, journalists, lawyers, etc., among the most salient human rights risks associated with it. Other risks to human rights included potential misuse for reasons unrelated to national security or law enforcement, such as in the support of litigation or to obtain information that may be embarrassing to individuals or by unauthorized personnel associated with states and state agencies. 
The report interestingly claimed that allegations of misuse with regard to the Pegasus system amounted to less than 0.5% over the last three years. The NSO group also said that it pre-barred over 55 countries as clients for reasons such as human rights, corruption and regulatory restrictions. Yesterday, NSO reiterated that the list of phone numbers published by a consortium of media houses is not a list of targets or potential targets of Pegasus. The Pegasus Project is a collaborative journalistic investigation into the NSO group and its clients coordinated by Forbidden Stories, a Paris-based non-profit journalism organization, and Amnesty International. The two organizations had access to a leak of more than 50,000 phone numbers, allegedly selected as targets by clients of NSO since 2016. But what exactly is Pegasus? How does it work? And who all were identified for targeted surveillance in India? Watch Meghnad's explainer called Project Pegasus and India's Potential Targets to know more. While you're there, you can also read what Ayush Tiwari and Basant Kumar found out about the government advertisement revenue given to news channels by Uttar Pradesh. The report is titled, Yogi Government Spent Rupees 160 Crore on TV Ads in One Year, Network 18 Hit the Jackpot. Spoiler alert, Crore's worth of ads have a potential impact on news channels' reportage of the government. It's simple math, really. If a news organization is being paid by a government that they are meant to hold accountable, how would fairness or objectivity fit into the equation? This is why, at the risk of sounding like a broken record, News Laundry continuously advocates for a subscriber-based business model. Here, subscribers reclaim control from governments and corporations and support the investigation of stories that matter. While Arnab Goswami may not have any faith in it, we know that it is because we are answerable only to our subscribers that we can produce ground reports, interviews, podcasts and much more without fear or favour. So support independent journalism and subscribe to us. Our lowest subscription starts at only 300 rupees a month. Farmers who have been protesting against the centre's farm laws at the Singhu, Tikri and Ghazipur borders since last November have been allowed to hold staggered protests at Jantar Mantar starting today. They plan to protest against the government and hold Kisan Sansads on each working day of the parliament until the monsoon session ends. A total of 200 farmers and or members of the Sanyuk Kisan Morcha will be present every day except Saturday and Sunday from July 22nd to August 9th between 11am and 5pm. The farmers have been told to strictly adhere to COVID-appropriate behaviour by the police. The police have also secured an undertaking from the farmers who have assured them that the protests will not spill out of Jantar Mantar and that it will be peaceful. A statement by the SKM said, and I quote, a large contingent of farmers in a long convoy led by BKU Chaduni left from Yamunanagar on Tuesday. Similar mobilizations are happening at other protest sites too. End quote. Offices of the Dainik Bhaskar group across the country have been raided by the Income Tax Department over allegations related to tax evasion. The newspaper has also stated that its employees' phones have been confiscated and that they are not allowed to leave the office premises. Although the reasons for these raids is unclear and the Income Tax Department has not made any official statements, an unidentified official informed the newspaper that the department was tipped off about alleged tax evasion by subsidiaries of the group. Various Congress leaders have criticised the raids, claiming that the newspaper was being targeted for its reportage. 
Dainik Bhaskar has widely covered the second wave of the coronavirus and its crippling effects, often speaking critically of the government's management of the pandemic. In an official statement released online, the group said, and I quote, The government is scared of true journalism. It is trying to browbeat the Bhaskar group, which highlighted dead bodies in the Ganga River and the true number of COVID-19 deaths. End quote. Staffers told News Laundry they will continue to do the work they have been doing so far. Read our report by Pratik Goyal, titled, It's obvious we've been targeted for COVID coverage. Tax authorities raid Dainik Bhaskar. Tripura Unit President Ashish Lal Sinha was among the several Trinamur Congress leaders and activists arrested yesterday for breaking COVID-19 restrictions in the Unakoti district. The leaders were paying homage to the Youth Congress activists killed on this day in 1993, after police allegedly opened fire during a rally led by Mamta Banerjee, who was a Congress leader at the time. The officer in charge of Kailashahar police station, Parth Munda, said that 21 people were arrested as they violated the COVID restrictions and made an unlawful gathering. Sinha, however, claims that 82 members and activists were arrested. According to the Syrian state media, the country's air defences have intercepted an Israeli attack that targeted the Al-Qusayr area in Homs. The sources said that the attack damaged some material but did not result in any casualties. These developments come days after Syria stated that they intercepted an attack on Aleppo. These raids are part of a shadow war supported by the United States, according to Western intelligence sources. Since the Homs region adjoins Lebanon, home to the Iranian-backed Lebanese Shia Hezbollah group, these attacks may also be a part of America's anti-Iran policy, in which they have, for the past two years, attempted to undermine Iran's military without escalating conflict. The Israeli military has refused to comment on the matter. The Taliban now control half of Afghanistan's 419 districts and have surrounded 17 of its 34 provincial capitals, though they have seized none. The United States' top military general said that this is part of their plan to sever connections between the country's population centers and the Western-backed government in Kabul. The Afghan government has stated that it is consolidating its forces to protect the targeting centers. While Afghan and Taliban representatives met in Doha over the weekend, they failed to reach a peaceful agreement. The Taliban supposedly has renewed confidence in light of President Joe Biden's decision to withdraw U.S. military forces from Afghanistan, the last of which will leave no later than September 11th. Violence is expected to escalate in the coming weeks. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe and hold on during these trying times. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.